Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 what's up? The NFL playoffs are here and we're back now after a couple weeks. You know, things got some turbulence. Schedules got a little bit mixed up. Couldn't fit in an extra video a week. So just by process of elimination, the betting video had to get chopped, but it's back right now. A lot of people are asking about it. So yes, I do have some bets right now already placed for the NFL the first week. The first ever super wild card weekend with the extra team right now going to be playing one less buy and one more wild card. So we're going to have that extra game in there. It's great for DFS. If you want to get DFS content, we have that here on this channel, podcast, wherever you're listening on right now. Two, three game slates, a main six game slate with big prize pools as well. So lots to do there. But yes, the betting sheets, I got four bets. Actually, I've got five bets, sort of a bonus uh, money line underdog bet that we can get into. But four bets I'm actually going with right now. And the way that this is broken up, because you might be watching this on Saturday afternoon. So I'm trying to look out for you people on Sunday morning. So the first two bets I'll be talking about will be the Saturday games. There will be a link down below in the description, right? Basically at the top of it that you click that. And if you are watching this and you already have bet on the Saturday games or it's Sunday morning and there's no point to be watching that Saturday night, well, click that and I'll jump right to the two game breakdown of the Sunday games that I have bets in on right now. Now, a lot of people ask me, Sal, why don't you just do all the games and, and give your leans and stuff like that? I mean, I'm just not betting them. Like there's games today that we're going to talk about where we can talk in passing about that I see them and I'm like yeah that's basically an efficient line like I'm personally not betting it I can give you a lean on which way I would bet it but I don't really see the point in that if I'm not betting it I don't think that it's actually worth betting so that's basically the reason why we're not going to do it the games that I have right now in this video are games that I have bet on and before we get into it, you know, do all those things, the like, the subscribe, all that stuff. I appreciate it. We got over 35,000 subscribers in the past couple of days. So I appreciate that a ton. The goal is by the new year. I think we got it on the second. So we basically, we're going to counter, right? We're going to get ourselves one mulligan, get to the second. So I appreciate that in advance. And I appreciate all of you that are subscribed to this channel and will be subscribing to this channel. The video is sponsored by Vigit today. So lots of big things to discuss about Vigit and important stuff, a betting league where you can win some merch, right? It's free to enter in a betting league where you can win some merch. I'll put the link in the description below. Vigit is an app and basically the best way to describe them is think about Twitter for sports betting, right? So it's going to be a spot where everybody talking in there is talking about their sports bets, maybe some daily fantasy sports wagering and things like that. And there's information on every single game in there, which is what I like. It helps me prep for these videos, helps me just, you know, if you don't really have the full injury report up, you can just get it on the app. There's the injury report. There's the line movement on the app and they have a free sports book as well, where it's free to play, use big coins in there. And that's what basically will judge who wins the tournament that we'll be doing. And I can get more in detail on that in a second. But the big coins, the more that you win, the more bets that you win, you could be able to actually win some Amazon gift cards. So these are the the only rules. Matt actually from Vigit sent me the rules right now. It's free to enter. Whoever has the most Vig coins by the end of the month, not the most wins, because then you could just bet all the big favorites, right? And you could have a lot of wins. Whoever's the most Vig coins at the end of the month will win the tournament. And within that, it only lasts a month. So yes, whoever has that will win a piece of swag, whether you want a hoodie or a t-shirt. I mean, the hoodies are much more ideal, but if you're in some warm climate, you'll win a piece of swag from the merch store below. So to get in, it's just free. Click the link down below, download the Vigit app. You can get into the Salvetry. It's for the next month. So it's going to be taking into account the NFL playoffs, NBA, if you want to be betting often. So really, if you could just keep up with it, you could probably run up those big coins a decent amount. So yes, best of luck to all of you and whoever wins. If there's a thousand people in there, if there's five people in there, you can have a chance to win some free swag. No buy-in needed to so check it out. Thank you, Vigit for sponsoring the first week of the playoff betting video. So let's get into it. I said I had two bets. We'll start with these Saturday games. And the first game that we could start with, you could see it on the screen right now. I currently have up the, the over-under for this game on a bunch of different sites, as you can see. So we're going to be popping up some stats and stuff that I use to kind of determine if a partially is what I use, right? There's some other stuff that goes into it, but to determine where the best lines might be and where maybe where there is some value. So you can see right now that you have the Indianapolis Colts in most spots. Now, if you're wanting to bet the Buffalo Bills, FanDuel still has it at minus six and a half. If you're in New Jersey, I think points bet 
bet is only legal in New Jersey right now, if I believe. And then bet 365 is legal in a couple of states. And that is actually might be in every single state if they're offshore. That's going to be six and a half as well. So that's your best number for the Bills right now. I'm actually going to be taking the Colts in this one. Now I opened it saying, you know what? The Bills look like the team that you probably want to take, but that's exactly what everybody wants to think. That's exactly what the public's going to think. People forget how good this Colts team is, not just on defense, but actually getting much better on offense and playing the style that they want to play. Took them like 12 weeks to get to this point, maybe 10 weeks to get to this point of being able to run at will behind this offensive line. But for the first month of the season, the offensive line was not in shambles, but it was nowhere near the top five unit we thought it is. Now it's basically operating as this top three unit, especially in the run blocking department for Mr. Rookie Jonathan Taylor, who's been balling out over the last six weeks. So why do I like, and I'll flash some stuff on the screen right now. Let's just get into the matchup between these two. Yards per play is an efficiency metric, which if you're new here, we use this all the time and we use this a lot to decide where some offenses and defenses are going to match up. Buffalo is number six in yards per play. Well, that's really good, but the Colts are also top 10, very quietly, number nine in yards per play on offense. A lot of it is from the running game, but Phillip Rivers has been efficient this year, and he has actually been accurate as well, surprising to a lot of people. The Buffalo Bills on defense, number 15 in yards per play allowed, and the Colts are also top 10, so they're actually pretty good on defense. We know that though, right? Their secondary has been pretty sturdy this year. Xavier Rhodes having a big comeback season and players in that secondary in general. In terms of turnover differential, Buffalo is plus four. Normally, if you're making the playoffs, you better have a positive turnover differential, right? And the Colts are number two in the NFL at plus 10 to this point. Against the spread, the Colts are eight and eight and Buffalo is 11 and five. That 11 and five is number one right now in the NFL. So let's get into a couple things that are kind of the, the breakdowns of really what's going to be happening here. The matchups to be watching, whether it's positional groups, whatever it might be. The Colts are going to have by far the highest run blocking advantage this week on the slate, according to Pro Football Focus, a positive 94% run blocking advantage against Buffalo's bottom three, 30th overall run defense. And here's some things to look at. The Colts rank number three in run blocking and number three in total run offense, again, against that bottom three defense. So this allows the Colts to be able to control a lot of the time of possession. The Bills, as we've been seeing, are blowing out teams left and right. And some of them are bad teams. Some of them are good teams blowing these teams out. And they're just dominating time of possession. They're scoring quickly. They're scoring at will. I think that this Colts defense is underrated in their ability to run the ball. And we've seen that these past five or six weeks is really going to limit what Buffalo can do on offense, get them out of a rhythm. You also take into account that Cole Beasley is week to week, which is a huge piece of this offense. Shredavious White, maybe he just wasn't playing that last game, but we've seen him banged up for really half of the season, whether he's been out or dealing with injuries. He might not be active for this game. But on the opposite side, it seems like all systems are go for Indianapolis. Now, Buffalo has a minus 8% pass blocking advantage this week against the Colts around average 14th pass rush. But this is why that becomes important. This is already a top borderline top five, the number six overall secondary during the regular season. And now Josh Allen goes from a number five clean pocket passer. So when he's not pressured, he's top five in completion percentage in the NFL. He drops to number 11, which is not terrible, but it does affect him. He's not a quarterback in most don't that thrive under pressure. Some do actually, and we can talk about some of those uh, throughout this video, but he does not thrive under pressure. So if you're going to be able to pressure him, it's negative pass blocking advantage suggests that and on offense you're going to be able to control time of possession i don't think that the colts win this game i don't think that's out of question i don't have a money line bet on them but they're seven point underdogs so you're going to take the plus seven as of right now you can get it in a lot of different spots bet mgm draft kick sports books probably for most of you out there so the first bet of the day it's going to be the first game of the entire weekend on saturday the 9th at 1 p.m we're going to be taking the colts at plus seven in this one again the bills can go ahead and win if they want to even if you wanted to put the bills in a six point teaser i think that that's actually something that's pretty appealing there's a couple of games that you can tease on the slate that I do like, that would be one right there. Take the bills down to a half a point or even a point, depending on the site that you're on. And that's how you start your six point teaser. I personally only like doing two game teasers, two game, six point teasers. So that can be one of them right there. I haven't built a teaser yet, but that honestly sounds pretty good as I'm doing this live. So getting into now the second game that I bet, I'm not going to bet the Rams and Seattle game. As I record this, we don't know what happened, what is happening with Jared Goff, right? It seems like Jared Goff, if he even does play, it's going to be very difficult for him to actually grip a football and play pretty well at this point uh, because of that finger injury he had after hitting his hand off of a helmet. John Wolford looked decent last week, but he wasn't asked to do too much. Now going up against Seattle, they're only four and a half point underdogs. Honestly, depending on what happens here, it seems like the most public bet ever if John Wolf 
Stafford starts for Seattle to be instead of minus four moving to like minus seven. So I do think that line will move if you want to find some value in it. If John Walford is indeed the starter, I'm just not going to touch it at this point. I don't think Seattle is as good as they actually appear to be. Their defense at this point, honestly, people are going to say that it's good, but they got to face the Jets and really they got to face the NFC East and the Jets during that time where their defense was quote unquote getting better over the last month. So I could probably stay away from that. So that second game as of right now for me is a stay away game, but the third game is what I want to bet. So we can scroll down right now to Buffalo and the Washington football team. And actually just put out a tweet that basically said, when you look up in the dictionary, too good to be true. You just see this Washington football team's plus 350 money line. I do have a bet on the Washington football team's plus 350 money line. I do think that there's some value in that line, but I actually like Washington. Obviously, if I like their money line, I'm going to like them on the spread in this one at plus eight and a half against Tampa Bay. You can find a plus eight and a half. You get the extra hook right now on bet 365 or FanDuel, as you can see on the screen behind me. And I even, I even, if I had to lean, I don't have the bet place yet, but I would also lean the under if you can find the 46 out there. It's moved to 45 and a half in a lot of spots right now, but let's talk about this game. It should be low scoring. These are two very good defenses. Tampa Bay on offense, number seven in yards per play allowed. This is the number three overall scoring F offense. So it's a good offense. Washington, the complete opposite. They're second worst in yards per play on offense, but this is where the game's really going to be controlled. Tampa Bay's defense, number six in yards per play allowed. Washington elite, number two in yards per play allowed. They're both nine and seven against the spread this year. And Tampa Bay, this is where if you're trying to bet the under, it can get a little bit froggy, but I'm not too worried about that. Tampa Bay and Washington, the football team are both top 10 right now in pace. Tampa Bay is nine in pace. That is seconds per play. So how quick they snap the ball. They don't, they don't run the play clock down as much as some other teams like the Packers, like the Saints, like the Baltimore Ravens, for example. And the Washington football team is number 10 in pace. So now let's start to look into some things just in terms of scoring. Tampa Bay allows the eighth fewest points, 22.2 per game. When Washington scores, they're number 25th in scoring offense right now, just 20.9 per game. So when you're trying to bet this game, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. You really need Washington's defense to show up in this one, which is basically what they've been doing all season long to actually get into the playoffs at their pretty abysmal record right now winning the NFC East. Tampa Bay, like mentioned earlier, is a top three scoring offense, which is concerning if you're trying to not have uh, any type of just blowout here, right? If there was a blowout, it would be coming in Tampa Bay, right? They would be blowing out Washington. You're not going to see a Washington blowout in this game. But Washington on the season allows the fourth fewest points per game at 20.6. And this is the thing that I really like. And this is really the stat why I think, obviously, you can point to so many different things. It's not just one stat that allows you to bet something. But if I had a point to one stat as to why I like Washington with the points here, whether it is backdoor or them just leading for a lot of the game and then just ending up losing by a touchdown and they're still going to be covering, right? You get that eight and a half point hook, especially on some sites. Washington right now ranks number fifth overall in pass rush and pressure. This is arguably the best defensive line in the entire NFL overall right now in terms of the talent that they have. And yes, the rookie Chase Young Defensive Player of the Year, the rookie Defensive Player of the Year, if not honestly pushing for Defensive Player of the Year is a big reason why that, but they have just so much first round talent on that line. It is a fantastic defensive line. Tampa Bay is number eight in pass rush. So you have two good pass rushes that are going to limit downfield big play upside. Likely to be Alex Smith. You're not going to see downfield passing for the most part anyways out of him. But the big thing is on the opposite side of this one. The ability to pressure Brady is massive. Brady ranks number 27 out of all quarterbacks that have played this year under pressure this season, which is a 33% completion percentage under pressure. He's thrown a couple of pick sixes under pressure in this one, right? And he's also, also going up against the number two overall secondary. Washington's defense is legit. So now if you're able to generate pressure, it leads to less downfield passes. It leads to already a good secondary, and it leads to a quarterback that has struggled this year under pressure and even last year in Tom Brady. So it's very similar to what we're saying out of the Colts here. I don't need the Washington football team to win, although for my money line bet, I would like that, but it's plus 350. It's not as much of a unit, if you will. I don't need them to win this game for me to win this bet right here. If Washington loses by seven, that's fine. We got the plus eight and a half on our side. Again, I like the fact that I think they're going to be able to get pressure on Tom Brady, and we 
we've seen him this year really struggle under pressure in some really terrible ways. So the second bet of the day, it's going to be the, the last bet on Saturday. And really, there's two bets in this one. Washington plus eight and a half. If you can find it at plus eight, I like that as well. So I don't think it'll ever move to like plus seven. Not enough people are going to be wanting to jump on the Washington side of this one, in my opinion. And then a money line bet at plus 350. You'll find it wherever you are, like plus 320, plus 340. If you find like a plus 380, plus 400, take that in, instead, of course, if you want that side of it. But plus 350 on the money line bet. So now let's get into the Sunday games. And if right now you're watching this, it's probably because you clicked the link to just get to the Sunday games. Hopefully you won your Saturday bets. Hopefully we won our Saturday bets if this is just what you're watching right now. But we can start off with the Sunday games. And right now I'm not going to be betting the Ravens and Titans game. I just think it's too close. I would lean the Ravens minus three and a half right now. If it gets down to minus three, I would lean the Ravens there as well. I would like obviously the minus three more than the minus three and a half, not having to worry about uh, the push there. If it lands on a field goal, you get the push instead of a loss. But I'm not going to be touching those teams. Honestly, this is just the rematch of last year. I'm looking forward to the game itself. But the two teams that look a lot similar, right? They're going to eat up the clock. They want to run the ball a lot. They're going to thrive off a of play action passing. I think the Ravens have the better team coming on the road in this one, but I don't know if it's enough points that I really want to get it. Honestly, it looks more like a coin flip at this point. So I'm probably going to just stay away from that one. Again, I would lean the Ravens if anything, but I'm probably going to stay away. But the game that I do have bet is the 440 game, which is the Bears and the Saints. So these last two games I'll bet on the other one being the Browns and the Steelers. Starting with the Bears and the Saints in this one. Actually, I'm not going to take inside in this. I do like the Saints to win, but that's not going to shock anybody as 10 point favorites. I'm going to be taking the under 48 on this side. So New Orleans is number 13 in yards per play on offense. Chicago, not good at all. Number 27, even after putting up 40 points in a plus in four of the last five games. On defense, though, this is very similar to what we're seeing right now at a Tampa Bay and Washington. These are two good defenses going up against it. And that's why you're going to see a relatively low total in the 40s anyways, but it's not as low as what you're getting at like 45 right now at a Tampa Bay and Washington. It's at 48. And I think that's a little bit too high at this point. I think that this can close probably closer to 46 and a half, 47 than where you're seeing it at a 48 right now. Owens is number four on yards per play allowed. So their defense has been top five in efficiency, but Chicago is number 11 in that department right now. You can see some other stuff like turnover differential. New Orleans is number three at plus nine, Chicago minus four. So again, Chicago, I mean, the record at eight and eight indicates this. Normally teams that are winning record teams have a positive turnover advantage. Most teams in the playoffs that go far in the playoffs are actually taking the ball away and not giving up the ball. That makes sense. The more possessions that you have as a team on offense and the more possessions that you have than your opponents and actually get to uh, cash in on those, the better. So taking the ball away is actually going to benefit you, which makes a lot of sense. So right now you have New Orleans. This is the thing that I like. They're number 29th in pace of play. They want to run the ball. They milk the clock out. Chicago's number 14. So it's going to be a slower paced game, aka the under starts look a little bit better here. Some other stuff I like. New Orleans has the fifth fewest points allowed so far this season, and Chicago is bottom 10 in points scored at just 23.1 per game. New Orleans is number 28 in points scored, believe it or not, at just 21.1. Obviously, I didn't have Drew Brees for part of that time, but I honestly don't think that's going to change too much either. Now, both teams are top seven in pressure rates, as you can see right here, so that's less time for big plays downfield, and both teams are top six in run defense. Again, less breakaway. Breakaway runs are 15 or more yards, according to the Pro Football Focus and even Player Profiler. Just a, a statistic that basically just shows chunk plays. So if you're not going to allow chunk plays on the ground, again, both are borderline top top five on the ground in run defense, both are top seven in pressure rate as well. You're not going to have as much time to develop plays downfield. This can just lead to shorter passes. This could lead to, okay, if you're picking up first downs, you're not getting 30 yard gains. You're not getting 20 yard gains. You're getting these four or five yard gains. You're getting drives that last eight minutes instead of drives that last four and a half minutes. And the less possessions in a game, the less chance that this game is going to go over 48. So I'll take the under 48. If you're watching this later in the week, if you're watching this on Sunday morning and it's down to like 46, it's a no bet for me. If it's at like 47 and a half, 47, I'm still fine with the under. But the second it starts to hit the 46 range, I'm probably going to be off that bet. So hopefully you're watching this earlier enough or your book still has a 48 up there, a 47 to 47 and a half. So the final bet that I'll be taking of the weekend is the final game of the week, the Sunday night game, the divisional matchup, the third time that these teams face each other. The Browns just got into the playoffs by beating the Steelers team and really their secondary unit uh, this past weekend. Steelers now losing four out of their last five games, but that last week they sat a bunch of players, not just on defense, but obviously Big Ben. So what I'm going with in this side of it is the Steelers minus four against Cleveland. The first appearance for Cleveland since 
since I think I was six in like 2002 in the postseason. And there's a lot to like here. There's a lot to like in this game in general. It should be a good game. But let's dive deep into this one because I think that my most confident bet is probably Indy plus seven. But this one is something that I, I like a lot. I think that this line is probably going to move to, I would assume, a minus six. It's already moving to minus five in some places like Bet MGM and DraftKings. So hopefully you get it before it moves to like a minus six. And then honestly, Cleveland might be the bet on that side. But Pittsburgh, number 26 in yards for playing offense. They're not a great offense. And number 11, Big Ben has been bad this year. Number 11, Cleveland on offense this year. But on defense, defense, this is what I like a lot. Uh, this Pittsburgh defense is going to have a huge advantage in a lot of different departments. They're number three in yards per play allowed. Cleveland's number 17 in yards per play allowed on defense. Pittsburgh ranks number three in turnover differential at plus nine. And they allow the third fewest points so far the season per game at just 19.5. Cleveland averages right around middle of the NFL. 26 points per game is like average. They average 25.5. This is going to be one of the best matchups, if not the best matchup to watch in this game. Cleveland ranks number one in pass blocking and also run blocking. And what you're going to be getting in this game is the number one pass rush from Pittsburgh and the number two rush defense. It's all going to be on that offensive line of Cleveland versus the defensive line, both in the pass blocking and also the run blocking department. That's going to be the most influential spot and probably the best spot to be watching for this game for really going to decide who wins this game in the trenches now cleveland has been dealing with some injuries on their offensive line hopefully they'll be all healthy for this game but we will see that's probably going to drop that number one ranking if not banker ranks number 18th overall in completion percentage when pressured this season so not that great bottom half of the league out of starting quarterbacks and Pitt right now is number five in pass blocking on the opposite side of this one so they'll also have time to throw against the number 11 cleveland pass rush now this game basically boils down to the number two overall defense in pittsburgh versus the number 10 overall offense in cleveland and we've seen earlier this year, Pittsburgh basically made child's play out of them when it, the game didn't matter as much as a playoff game right now, much earlier this season when Cleveland was not the same team I would say that they are right now. I do believe that Pittsburgh's wide receivers are go, all going to see very beneficial matchups against Cleveland. We'll see if anybody comes back for Cleveland in this game. But right now, if Cleveland's going to have to run out there in a playoff game, MJ Stewart and Robert Jackson against guys like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, even James Washington, Juju, of course, if those guys are going to go, have to go out there, it's just going to be a field day, in my opinion, for Big Ben. And he's going to do what he's done all season. He's not going to target deep downfield, not going to have a hard high yards per attempt he's going to target these short passes and rely on some of the best yards after the catch receivers in the nfl right now on a per touch basis chase claypool juju and definitely deontay johnson yards after the catch he's going to rely on those guys to make plays against guys like robert jackson and mj stewart who i'm sure you never heard of and that's there's a reason for that now cleveland on offense is going to thrive off of play action passing right now baker is number nine in play action passing and number six in play action deep ball percentages so that's good to see they want to be able to run the ball will the number two overall run defense falter and let them in pittsburgh i don't think so or at least i don't think in a major way which then is going to threaten what Cleveland can do in the play action passing game. So I think they're going to be able to stunt the run enough that the play action is not going to be as efficient. And then at that point, you just need yourself to win the game. I mean, it's a minus four in some spots, minus four and a half is where I got it. It's going to continue to move in Pittsburgh's way, probably until it gets to like minus six, and then it might settle there. It's quickly moving to minus five. So we're going to be taking Pittsburgh. Even if you get to minus five, that's fine. At minus six, it's probably a no bet and even leans towards Cleveland at that point. You bet numbers, right? People say the sharps are on this side, the sharps are on that side. They're on every single side. It just depends on what the number is. The second that Pittsburgh opens as minus four, or minus three and a half if you got it like immediately when it opened but immediately moved that was the best bet in my opinion the second if this does if it goes if it goes to five and a half it's probably a no bet for me if it goes to six it honestly starts to move back to cleveland at that point so our fifth if you count that money line bet on washington our fifth and final bet of the entire first super wild card weekend is going to be pittsburgh minus four and a half against cleveland thank you for tuning in also also a reminder check it out download it down below it's completely free in whatever app store you're using wherever you are vig it right now and get into the salvage betting league i'll put a link down below in the description again whoever is the number 
one player, whoever has the most VIG coins, and you can get an extra thousand VIG coins, so you can get a nice little bonus if you use my name, Sal, S-A-L. Whoever has the most VIG coins at the end of the month using that betting league, if you're as long as you're signed in, they'll track everything for you, will win a nice free piece of merch and swag. Once the month is over, I'll reach out to you on the VIG app, and I'll basically send you the link. You can look right now in the Big Energy merch store, link down below on Teespring. And you can just say whichever one you want, whichever hoodie, whatever t-shirt, colorway, whatever size, just let me know, and we'll send it to you. So be sure to check that out. Like and subscribe before you go. I appreciate you all in advance, and enjoy the first ever Super Wild Card Weekend.